Late Night Conversations, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Social Conversations. Let's welcome A-Team guest who's no stranger to uh, the side of the A-Team, and that is Dr. Zulu Matabo Zulu, who is a doctoral practitioner, research scientist, and director of the independent Maditebo University Research Institute. Thank you very much, Dr. Zulu, for joining us this evening. Good evening and also greetings uh, to your audience. We are talking mental disorders from an African point of view. And uh, it's always very easy for us to talk about such uh, conversations, uh, taking the, 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 you know, the kaleidoscope of Western medicine. But when it comes to the African perspective of such disorders, it's it's hardly that we we maybe it's because it's not documented, but it's hardly that we ever speak about you know um, mental health issues. So where do we depart from, uh, Doctor Zulu? So basically, um, when we talk about uh, mental health in from an African perspective, indigenous knowledge, so there is a, a concept known as terre. Terror is about uh, a psychological uh, phenomenon. Uh, you'll always hear people say things like, you know, uh, if you touch, a, let's say you are a male, male, you touch a female garment, they will say something like, Potlatriana. So, meaning that you will experience some psychological phenomenon. You know that may not actually be desirable, something like that. So the concept of terrasene is about the scientific study of this mental phenomenon from an African perspective. And basically, what drives the psychological science in terms of indigenous uh, knowledge system is going to be uh, things like rituals, uh, totems, and also um, the principles of self-regulation as in the idea of the dialogue meaning the three organizing principles. And maybe I should also point out that uh, Western uh, medicine has also taken a page from African uh, knowledge about mental health. So, for example, uh, we've got some very ancient manuscripts. There is a manuscript uh, called Ebas Papyrus, which is more than 3,000 years old. And this manuscript is from ancient uh, Kemet. And currently, that manuscript is kept at the University of Leipzig in West Germany. And that manuscript uh, describes various medicine plants. And some of these medicine plants are used to treat uh, mental illnesses, for example. Okay, before you go further, Dr. Zulmatab, why yeah. is it that this manuscript is not available at all? Um, universities? Why is it not accessible to all? That's a very good point. Uh, So this manuscript was actually uh, stolen from the African continent and then uh, and then it was uh, and it's very sad. I write uh, more about it in in an article called uh, Reverse Engineering the Mind of the Colonizer in which I describe how this manuscript was taken away from the African continent. It was actually uh, this manuscript was taken from the body of the of the mummy, so from the dead body of the mummy. Uh, this particular mummy was buried with this uh, manuscript, and it was taken away like that. 
with no respect for, you know, for the sanctity of our burials and so forth. So currently it's kept under lock and key in Germany, in this university called Leipzig. And that, uh, you know, that, made it, that university uh, trains a lot of doctors, especially Western doctors, you know, is one of the leading medical schools in, uh, in Europe. And, and so they, they have kept this manuscript as theirs. And yes, it's not actually available, uh, you know, uh, it's really kind of kept like a secret knowledge, so to speak, you know. And there is another manuscript as well, which is called Edwin Smith Papyrus. So Edwin Smith's papyrus is really about brain, uh, brain, uh, you know, uh, brain disease like your spinal cord, you know, the central nervous system. Uh, that also, that manuscript is also uh, hidden away somewhere, you know. Um, so Africans have very extensive knowledge in terms of the, the size of the brain and the, you know, the nervous systems and, and, and so forth. And, um, and, 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 the, and this knowledge, as I already pointed out, predates uh, modern uh, medical science by, by thousands of years. I mean, uh, the first degree uh, in, in medicine in North America was issued around the 1800s. So basically, a uh, uh, doctor of medicine is actually, you know, it's not old, <laughs> you know, that sort of stuff. So, um, uh, whereas Africans have had this knowledge for a very long time. And there's another interesting point. Uh, a very famous uh, Western psychologist by the name of Sigmund Freud, he also, in his conceptualization of, uh, you know, um, uh, his, his theories, you know, about uh, mental health, uh, mental illness and stuff like that, was also uh, influenced to some extent by African knowledge of psychological science. For example... Okay, um, before you go into yeah. the examples of Sigmund Freud, uh, Dr. Zulmatabo, can we take a quick break because I'm being counted down? And just to remind the A-team is that we are having a discussion around the African perspective when it comes to mental disorders. What are your thoughts and your takes? Share with us remedies that you might know on 0614-104-107. That's our WhatsApp number. Mm. Corruptionwatch.org.za Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Social Conversations. We're still in conversation with Dr. Zulu Matabo Zulu, who is a doctoral practitioner, research scientist, and the director of the independent uh, Madisebo University Research Institute. We're talking about the concept of mental disorders in an African perspective. So, Dr. Zulu, you were saying that uh, Sigmund Freud took some of his teachings and learnings from Africa. That's correct, yes. So he wrote a book. Before he became famous for his uh, psychoanalysis, he wrote a book uh, called um, uh, uh, Taboos and Totems. You know, your readers can, can Google that. So uh, in this book, he actually uh, refers to the Africans uh, in, uh, who, who used, you know, uh, rituals and taboos and stuff like that. And he also um, uh, actually pays tribute to the taxonomy of relations. So basically, Africans, the way they conceptualize about uh, mental health is related to how uh, they have, for example, uh, they, 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 it relates to the social design of their society. So, for example, uh, an African society, um, a 
at least according to the ancients, uh, is based on uh, three rings, three rings. So ring one refers to the clan, and then ring two refers to the extended uh, members of the clan, like for example, uh, Malume, Rahadi, Hunu, and Rang, Rangwani, and so forth. And then ring, uh, so that's not ring two. The ring, ring three is related to the biological family, which is where the child is born. So basically, a child who's born in an African society is actually protected by these three rings. And, and we also see that concept, uh, for example, in terms of marriage. So when they're going to negotiate Lobola, it is not the biological family that negotiates Lobola. So meaning it's not ring three, it is actually ring two which is, you know, uh, Rahadi, Malome, and so they're the ones who negotiate global on both sides of the bride and groom, right? And, and the concept of the sense of identity that the child acquires comes, of course, from the clan, you mm-hmm. see, via ring two. So this is basically how the, the, the African society was conceptualized. Now, now basi- I, need, yeah. I need us, because of time, um, we've all got like literally five minutes left of our conversation, oh, to just okay. get into the fact, why is it that in our societies, in the African societies, when a child grows into, an adult, into adulthood, but someone with a mental disorder is usually called, looked down upon, hidden, and not um, respected in our societies? Well, to, to begin with, mental disorders are really a, a modern uh, phenomenon. So you didn't have this type of situation uh, in, in traditional African society simply because you had these three layers that provided the cushion to the child. So meaning if the mother or father passes away, for example, uh, that child was not exposed to the, to the adversity of the environment because you had, for example, Malome, Koko, and so forth, who provided the cushion. So it's almost like you know, if the child falls, the child falls on the mattress as opposed to falling on the ground. But today, of course, uh, if you look at uh, townships where most of our people live, you only have one linear day, which is the biological family. And we, we, we even have this phenomenon of the father absence. So even that ring, that one ring, is not even a complete ring, it's a broken ring. So as a result now, if, if, if for example, father absence, it means the child is exposed to the hush. Uh, environment and as a, as a result we develop these uh, mental uh, illnesses now in terms of the stigma uh, that is also there because now you know people have kind of lost their sense the social fabric you know uh, the social fabric is pretty much broken uh, it's very sad when you go to the township and see how people live and as a result uh, you have these tendencies of, of stigma these tendencies of shame it's not even uh, limited to, let's say, mental health. Mm-hmm. You also find it, for example, let's, let's make a, just a trivial example. Let's say Mamfuki, for example, is building some kind of, I don't know, kiosk or spas or whatever in order to sell some stuff. You, you'll find people will pass by there. Maybe they are going to meet their neighbors, going to drink coffee, tea and stuff like that. They will say, Mamfuki, Mamfuki, and And then other people say, wait a I can't busy country, I with a spas. You see, you have that stigma also, that social stigma uh, where people, you know, are not uh, supporting each other. So basically like self-hate, I, I, I yes. hear you. Let, let, uh, me, let me go to the lines. I've got A.T. Mayisha holding patiently. Aisha, good evening. 
Stephen Pat. Uh, well, good evening to your guest. What's his name? Doctor Zulu. Doctor Zulu. Um, all I want to know by you, why I'm calling you is, uh, I want to know how far you on the repatriation of of our knowledge. That's that's why I'm calling. I will listen on the radio, Pat. Thanks, Aisha. Very pertinent question there. Dr. Zulu, you've got a task in your hands, right? So how far is the repatriation of our knowledge? Our artifacts, we're seeing them come in. They're trickling in. Uh, It's not as quickly as we need it, but our knowledge is needed. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I don't think we are making any progress in terms of repatriation of knowledge, unfortunately. Uh, We are making effort on that uh, to get our knowledge back here. Uh, but Europeans are really holding on to that knowledge and they don't want to bring it here. But I think, you know, the new generation uh, that are coming after us, and I think they're going to make much more progress there uh, because, you know, they they don't have this historical baggage that we have. You know, we older generation tend to be a bit apologetic, whereas the young generation really are going to take a stand to say these manuscripts, for example, must return to the African continent. So we are working on that. Mm. All right. As we close off, I mean, from um, the African perspective, I'd like us to go to a voice note and uh, then get your closing comments. Uh, good night. Um, my name is Drew. Um, there's almost uh, this topic is pretty interesting because to me, like, it's almost as always never enough information about all of our mental health and you know the, the 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 diagnostics that comes with it because in the on the western um culture we are sold this chemical imbalance uh theory when it comes to all these types of mental illnesses and diagnosis and whatnot but there's no actual machine that can prove that there isn't uh, a chemical imbalance so everybody's benefiting from this whole thing and then on our side you know uh as black people you know we are always told, you know, to refer back then, back then, back then. But if you check it, you know, we are not taught self-discipline, self-control, all of the things that matter. Because I believe, like, you know, too much sex is a mental illness. Too much le- less sex is a mental illness. It's almost like everything has to go there. I don't understand, like, when then does discipline, you know, self-control, compassion, and all of these things take place if we are always going to refer to medicine or some sort of, you know... Uh, rehabilitation. Thank you, Atima, for that comment. Dr. Zulu, um, we need to wrap up our conversation, yes. but please give us your closing um, you know, thoughts. I think this caller just made some very uh, powerful points. Two mm-hmm. points. One point being about the what, what is normally referred to as chemical imbalance. Actually, uh, you see, it's, it's not really chemical, uh, but uh, what they call chemical, they're referring to the hormones, like, for example, serotonin. People who, are in, people who have got anxiety, uh, depression, have been found to have this low shortage of, uh, of, of serotonin, for example, which explains why they give them antidepressants like selective uh, neuroreactive inhibitor uh, type of antidepressants. And then, uh, and then also uh, another point he's making is about the aspect of, of the moral code, the morality. So there are some things called the dialogue, which means the three principles, imiale limitato, the first one being ila or zila, abstinence. The second one being husweka uh, or sanzega, cleansing. And the third one uh, being veneration, ogubonga, uh, uktagazela, huboka. 
So essentially, uh, I think it's very critical to make the point that you see the melanin molecule is, is a molecule that gets addicted very easily, which explains why when our people get into alcohol, they get into sexual addiction, uh, you know, they get into pleasure-seeking things, uh, they have a difficult time, if not impossible time, to break free. The reason being that, you know, the, the melanin molecule relies on a certain hormone called dopamine, and dopamine is a pleasure-seeking hormone. So that's why our ancestors have got these principles of uh, self-regulation, like Vidal because they understand that without self-regulation, it's very easy to self-destruct as a result of the pleasure-seeking tendencies of the melanin. Mm. Mahosi, thank you very much for joining us. Is, uh, can you share the website uh, for yes, Madison University? And also thank please um, give us your contact details or even your social media handles. Yes, So my, my blog, uh, Zulumatabo on the internet, can be found at zulumatabo.com. So that is www.zulumatabo.com. And that is uh, the blog. And then people can also send me a, an email at mucholoko at madisebo.university. So that is mucholoko at madisebo.university. Thank you for your time.